Welcome to the Dare to Date podcast, the podcast where I have the bigger conversations about dating, love, life and relationships. You know, the ones, the ones that change lives. Now, on this week's podcast, I'm going to be talking about a common problem that I see literally every day. And it's people who keep dating the wrong person for them time and time and time again. They want a relationship, but they keep choosing the wrong person. So I'm going to talk about why that happens and how you can change that. Because, you know, I know it feels harder than ever to meet someone you like, right? I know that you probably listening to this feel if you could just meet the right person, everything would magically fall into place. The problem is it doesn't. In fact, for a lot of you, you often find yourself dating the wrong type of people over and over again, falling for them only to find out that they aren't right for you or just don't want the same things. Now, it's heartbreaking when you want a relationship and, you know, it makes you not want to trust yourself. So that's why I want to talk about it. I coach people in this space all the time. And maybe you're listening and you think, you know, it's hopeless, dating's too hard, it's never going to happen for you. With small changes and recognising what you do, you can absolutely change and get the relationship you want, right? I, I've worked with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of clients that have actually been able to break patterns that don't work for them you know, using science-based techniques to break those patterns and create healthy relationships because it isn't just about meeting someone that, you know, makes your heart race faster. It's about having a wonderful relationship where you see, feel seen, heard, safe, understood, all of those things that we want to be in a relationship with someone for. Now, I know in my own personal journey, you know, I've talked about a few times, I left a marriage after 21 years and, you know, I went on my own dating journey and I had, you know, I went through a, a time where I was dating the wrong person after the wrong person and I did go, okay, how do I break my pattern? And, you know, I, I managed to do that with a lot of research, a lot of personal experience. I love helping you do it so you don't have to go through some of those shitty experiences. So if you keep finding yourself dating the wrong people, there are a few things you need to be aware of. Then you will be able to make those small important changes to change your patterns and make that relationship you want possible. So there's around I'm going to cover around six reasons you could be dating the wrong person time after time after time after time and then you know who we fall in love with is really quite complex so I don't want you to be too hard on yourself but the purpose of my podcast is to help you change that so the first reason you you can be dating the wrong person is you're looking for that feeling. You're looking to feel that magic feeling that you've never felt before. You know, when you meet someone, you're chasing the high that that feels like. Now, of course, you want to feel good with the person you meet. However, the intense chemistry you feel doesn't mean the person's going to be a good partner for, for you. So I find a lot of people chase that intense chemistry high, but 
it can it can lead them to the most toxic horrible relationships when that's the only thing that they're chasing for example manipulative people like narcissists know how to win a new partner over in fact they're really skilled at being interested in you to draw out information and that'll say and do all the right things in the beginning in fact, they'll love bomb you. They'll go all out to make you say great things, be interested in you. And it feels amazing. Anyone that's experienced being a love bomb in some of those situations, it feels like nothing you felt before. Only what happens is when the person's won you over, then they show you who they really are, when they know they have you. They show that they're selfish and they lack empathy, right? Now, that type of person who is selfish and lacks empathy in a relationship will always care more about their own happiness than yours. Now, I want to tell you that is a huge red flag. And like I say, in some of these cases, they will lure you in and you become so, you know, it feels so good that you're almost addicted to them by the point where they show their true colours. And we're gonna, I'm gonna give you some tips of how to navigate that and how to stop choosing the wrong person. But when someone doesn't care about your happiness, it is a huge red flag. Now, particularly a man who's ready for a relationship always cares about the woman he's in a relationship with and wants her to be happy. And the person who doesn't care about your feelings, I want to say it's a freaking huge recipe for an, an unhappy and an unhealthy relationship. So just going on that high and that wonderful feeling is one of the biggest reasons people end up in the wrong relationship. Number two, this is an interesting one, the thrill of the chase. And let me talk you through this, right? Now, there is something addictive about the person who will give you what you want but leave you wanting more, right? You're never quite sure where you stand and there's that unconscious thrill of winning someone over, of them seeing how great you are and choosing you. We all want that, right? that you were the person that was able to get the bad guy to settle down, the bad boy, or the girl that, you know, was the bad girl to settle down. There is a huge thrill and challenge in that. Now, in the modern dating world, there are way too many people who get caught in this trap. Now, the hot and cold can be exciting. You keep hanging around for the hot stage, and how great that feels. It's exciting not knowing what to expect, even though it doesn't really give you what you want. The truth for some people is dating someone who is consistent, who they can count on and who's kind, can feel boring after some of these uncertain relationships. And, you know, that's, I coach a lot of people around this. And I want to explain for everyone listening, why these types of relationships are so addictive. <laughs> and it starts with me explaining an experiment on rats. <laughs> so bear with me, right? And sorry, that was my phone going off. I forgot to put it on silent. 
Back in the 1950s, behavioural research scientists studied how mice and rats responded to rewards. So what they did, at first they got the lab rats to get, every time they pressed a lever, they would get a food pellet, right? So every time they pressed the lever, a food pellet. Now, the rats behaved normally because they knew what to expect. But this changed when the researchers changed a reward schedule to a reward schedule. Instead of getting a food pellet every time they pressed the lever, the rats only got their rewards sometimes. Now, the scientists expected the rats to get bored and ignored the lever, but guess what? They didn't. When the rats couldn't predict when the lever would reward them, they got obsessed. They were so obsessed that they didn't behave normally anymore. <laughs> Interestingly enough, they even stopped normal rat behaviours like their grooming and other behaviours. Now, like I said, the rats became obsessed when they didn't know what to expect. And they've called this intermittent rewards. And science has found that it is the strongest way to reinforce a behaviour. So this is what happens when you have these on-again, off-again relationships where you can't predict what will happen. It actually makes you obsessed with the person. Just like gambling, people go back time and time again for that one win. And it doesn't matter that they're losing so much more than what they gain. They become obsessed. That unpredictability is addictive and brings the gamblers back, brings the rats back, brings the daters back. Now, that same unpredictability is addictive in relationships. So once you've got a taste for these exciting ups and downs in a relationships, it gets hard for you to choose anything else because you've actually wired your brain that way and you'll look for that same type of excitement and those wonderful healthy relationships won't quite measure up and in fact you'll end up finding a normal safe person boring it actually explains why you'll literally accept the dating crumbs you're being offered as it's your random reward now the reality is there's something quite sexy and compelling about someone who likes you but not quite you want to prove that you're worthwhile by winning them over. Combine this with the chemicals released in your brain when you're attracted to someone. Then giving them up is the equivalent to grooming up drugs. So it's no wonder you end up accepting dating crumbs. Although it's important to be able to see that just like drugs might feel good at the time, the end result doesn't. When you're able to see these types of relationships for what they really are, you're able to change it, right? And sometimes it does take going cold turkey. And, you know, anyone that's given up drugs and, and given up that, it, it's a horrible process to give up. And, and you'll go through, you know, very withdrawal experiences before you come out the other side, before life can be normal, before you can accept a normal relationship. So, you know, that thrill of the chase doesn't guarantee the relationship you want, but it can explain why you end up going to these relationships time and time again. Now, the third reason is you can blame biology, right? And I'm, I'm going to talk you through this. So biology plays a huge role in attraction. 
it causes you to look for certain traits. Like women will look for men with higher testosterone levels because better chance of the human race surviving. Um, men will be attracted to women when they ovulate. So it's all this biological stuff that you can't even see and sense going on behind the screen, the, the up below the surface. And I think in another podcast, um, Why Women Choose Bad Guys, I did talk about you know, how women are drawn to guys with high testosterone levels and give tips on how guys can raise their testosterone levels, etc. Now, also biology causes us to choose someone who's most genetically different to us to ensure the survival of the human race. Then you have what happens to your brain when you fall in love. The chemicals released in your brain when you're attracted shut down the part of your brain related to judgment. So it allows you to miss the red flags. Now I'm going to go into a bit of dorky science to explain this. Now neurologists have identified the chemical changes that occur in the brain when people fall in love. What happens is the part of the brain used for judgment, the frontal cortex, shuts down. MRI scans show this only happens when someone has shown a person a photo of the person they love shutting down all criticism or doubt. Scary, right? So I'm not sure if I'm going to say the professor's name, Samar Ziki, Professor of Neuroaesthetics at the University College London says, when you look at someone you are passionate about, some areas of the brain become active, he says, but a large part is deactivated, the part that plays a role in judgment. Professor Zeke believes that the brain may behave in this way for higher biological purposes. It makes reproduction more likely. If judgment is suspended, then anyone can get together and reproduce. Now, it's interesting that the judgment is only suspended about the person someone is in love with. They'll still be capable of making other major decisions in their lives. Now, brain scans have also shown the area of the brain that controls fear and another region involved in negative emotions also shuts down. This explains why people feel happy and don't worry about what they could go wrong. Now, research has found that love really is a drug. Studies show that the brain chemical dopamine is at higher levels than those in love. Dopamine is the key toward our experiences of pleasure and pain, linked to desire, addiction, euphoria, and a surge may cause acute feelings of reward, that it makes love hard to give up. Test shows that taking opiate drugs such as cocaine have a similar effect on dopamine as love. Now, I'm sure you've heard the cliche that love is blind. And it's a cliche because it's true and the research confirms it. Now, people believe chemistry is the best way to find the right person. But you only have to listen to this and know that it's not because chemistry numbs you to the truth when you're falling for an incompatible person. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe chemistry is important, but it is only one of four critical things you need to have. The other three are compatibility, communication, and a shared vision of the future. You can have amazing chemistry, but without the other qualities, you're not going to have a wonderful, healthy, lasting connection. But you can see why it's one of the biggest reasons you can end up choosing the wrong person. 
Now, the fourth thing is, is childhood programming. We all have our unique love program, as well as, you know, deep childhood wounds. And in life, how our brain works is it likes us to choose things that are familiar to us because it feels like we've survived it, so it's safe. This works great in most areas, but doesn't work so well when it comes to relationships. So we'll often fall for someone who is familiar. And if you haven't healed some of those childhood wounds, the deep ones, and a lot of them are unconscious, you can end up in relationships that aren't going to make you happy. So let me give you an example. If growing up you had absent parents, you might unconsciously choose partners who are also absent because that's exactly how love felt for you. Or if you grew up in a home where you continue to criticize, you'll choose someone who might do the same thing. You are unconsciously choosing the exact qualities you were familiar with. You know, some of it is in a way to heal that because you're hoping that this person will love you enough that they won't be absent. This person will see how amazing you are and won't criticize you. It seems crazy and true, crazy but true, sorry. Now, the thing is, you're going into a relationship with a person who isn't able to give you what you need. The person who is just an absent person isn't going to change to be someone who is present unless they do a lot of work on themselves. So what is familiar and safe and comforting is the opposite and it doesn't work. You're repeating a dance with a person who's unable to give you what you want, right? In my Stepping Into Love program, I work with people around this love program because it's a big, it's a big thing and help them to rewire some of those patterns and change them, uh, you know, so they understand their dating history and, and become aware of their own relationship behaviours. Now, the people I work with are, are really genuinely surprised to see what's happening and how they're unconsciously making choices and even looking for the same type of situations because they feel like they're dating totally different people, but the reality is that they're not. And what I love is I love when they see their patterns and seeing them powerfully break free to step into those wonderful, healthy relationships. Now, one of the fifth reasons you could be choosing the wrong person is you don't think you deserve love. Now, we're talking about deep down you know, we're talking about how you feel about yourself, your your self-worth, your self-esteem. If you feel like you don't deserve love, you're going to find ways to reinforce that. If you feel unlovable, you'll find people who also find you unlovable and you'll draw that into your life. You'll also sabotage getting it without even realising it. It could be that you don't feel good enough or maybe you've hurt someone and feel deep guilt and shame. And when that's the case, you end up in situations that confirm that. You know, you if you feel like you don't deserve love, you may do things to unconsciously push people away. 
If you are afraid of getting hurt, you might avoid getting close to people. Or if you think you're going to get rejected, you might self-sabotage. So, so you get rejected, but then there's a reason for it. So a lot of these behaviours can come about or even choosing the wrong person from how you feel about yourself. Number six, which is an interesting one, you're not really available. You might say you want a relationship, but deep down you don't. That could be because you felt trapped in a relationship before and it was so hard to leave and you don't want to give that up. Maybe you're not ready to compromise all over again. So you unconsciously choose someone that's unavailable. Well, I know that I did this in the past. And it probably caused me more damage than anyone else because it leads you to the wrong type of people. And look, what I do recommend is be really honest with yourself, right? Be brutally honest about what you want. And if, if you're not ready for a relationship, it doesn't mean that you can't meet people, but be honest and true to yourself. Because there are so many people out there in the dating world that just want, they think they want a relationship and they end up dating someone and it ends up hurting them rather than being honest and going, you know what, I'm just, you know, I'm not really ready. I, I want to hang out with someone. I can't see it going anywhere. But if you're going to enter into a relationship with someone who says that, you've got to believe that that isn't going to change, right? So I, I think some level of honesty in this can save you dating the wrong person, can save some of the heartache because if you think that you're wanting a relationship, you keep choosing unavailable people, it can make you feel like there's no one out there for you without seeing the pattern within yourself first. So there are some of the reasons you could be dating the wrong people, right? But now the big, powerful question, how do you change what you choose? First of all, I want you not to be so hard on yourself for dating the wrong people. Because, you know, but what you've just learned here is pretty freaking complex. But the good news that I want to share with you, are there things that you can do to stop choosing the wrong person? I'm going to go through them now. And they're practical things that you can do. So number one is I want you to look at your relationship history. Start with yourself. Write down your relationship history and look at what you do and who you have chosen to be with. Do you choose people who continually abandon you, who criticise you, who cheat on you, who ignore what you need, etc.? Are they all different, like different faces? But then you see this pattern of some of these characteristics in the people you date. Now, this is a powerful exercise I take my clients with, and it, it can be quite confronting when you put it down in paper, right? Because you actually get to see what's happened. Now, most people, like I said, my stepping into love program, because most people fall into love or become crazy in love. They don't really look at some of these things first and you know, sometimes you're not aware of what you're not aware of. And 
it, it takes being brave to look at this stuff. And, you know, sometimes that's why I recommend the coaching program because it does keep you accountable. It does allow you to see your blind spots with some tools to really deeply create change, right? So take the time to do this. The next thing that I want you to do is get to know yourself. Like I said, instead of just falling in love or being crazy in love, get to know what you want and what you need in a relationship. What do you need to feel safe, seen, heard and loved in a relationship? Have you ever thought about that? You know, because we kind of just think love will happen when we least expect it. But how does it feel to have the love that we want? Spend some time feeling it this is not a list but how does it feel to be heard how does it feel to be seen who are you and what do you bring to a relationship what are your strengths what are your own personal challenges that you bring what triggers you what past experiences still affect you now do you lack boundaries do you put someone else first, leaving your needs unmet? What are you most afraid of? Knowing yourself, and I'm talking about being really deeply, fully honest with yourself, and allows you to see which people will be able to support your growth in a relationship and which won't. Number three. Work on your self-esteem and boundaries. Now, this is a huge step I take my clients through because if you don't love and accept yourself, you won't believe anyone else can, right? The reality is when you have so strong self-esteem, you stop allowing other people to treat you badly. In, in fact, you know that you should be retreated with respect and kindness. And you're so much less likely to put up with people who don't treat you well. Now, I see a lot of people out there in the dating world that they have strong, massive fuck-off walls, right, because they've been hurt so much. And, you know, that people have to <laughs> climb towers and go all out to... <laughs> get past this and you know once they've got to know the person the person's soft on the inside but what I recommend is having healthy boundaries so you can be soft on the outside but strong about what is and isn't okay in your life and if you've ever come across someone with healthy boundaries you know you don't mess with them because they're pretty clear about what is okay and what isn't okay Boundaries allow you to say no to things that you aren't comfortable with, right? And it allows the other person to know what you need and what you want, right? So when you have strong self-esteem and boundaries, you're more likely to attract that right person and you're less likely to attract the manipulative, abusive people. And it is a bit of a process, you know, that love isn't something you have, it's something you do. So, you know, 
you don't necessarily arrive at this place where you feel loved by yourself all the time. It's just you act in a loving, kind way to yourself, like you would to your best friend. And it's an action that you do. And we're not talking self-care. You know, self-care is nice, but we're not talking about fluffy massages or, you know, baths or that sort of thing. It's just the relationship you have with yourself. Now, what I want to say is sometimes you have to stop doing the behaviours that don't work for you. And that can be hard because, like I said, with our relationships, we're running them on automatic, right? So you might have people that come into your life and as soon as you see those signs, stop. Don't make excuses. Don't continue to date them. Stop, right? Stop accepting breadcrumbs when you want a real relationship. Stop having someone there in your life on their terms, right, and not a relationship that makes you happy. Once you do that, once you stop allowing all of these relationships that don't work, you will get the right one coming into your life. But while you're handing on to the other ones, it doesn't work. You know, like, and and people will sense that you've got someone in your life and that you're not truly available. So it's sometimes really important to really stop some of these behaviours that aren't working for yourself. And that's why getting to know yourself and being really honest with yourself is so freaking important. Number four, pay attention. This is really important. Pay attention to who the person you're dating is, not your idea of them, not your fantasy of them, or not how good that chemistry feels, because we've already seen what freaking chemistry does. What's their level of self-awareness? What are they looking for? What's their past history? Do they go from one person to the next, giving up when it becomes too hard? How do they talk about their ex-partners? Do they blame everyone else? Or do they take responsibility for their own actions? Healthy relationships take two people. You both need to be able to take responsibility for your own actions, handle differences of opinions and be able to say sorry. How a person has dealt with these situations in the past will give some insight in the future, but it's not necessarily just their past. Observe them. Actions always speak louder than words. Number five, I highly recommend this one. Go slow when you're dating. I know it's hard when you're excited about someone you like, but most people will only show you their best side at the beginning. They want to impress you. Like we spoke about the narcissist, they do this very well at the beginning. However, they can only do it for so long. So taking your time to see who they are is your best option. The real honest truth is it takes time to get to know people. A minimum of three months, mostly longer. So lean back, find out who they are in the good and in the bad situations. How they act when they're disappointed or when they get angry. I know you may feel like you don't want to waste any more time, but rushing into the wrong relationship is absolutely the quickest way to waste time. 
So take it slowly. Don't get so invested so quick because that's how you'll waste months, years, even decades I've seen people do this. Now, number six is the people you trust. Now, I'm talking about people you really trust in, in your life because remember that chemistry shuts down the judgment about the person you like. Now, in all of some of these big stories when people have been with a psychopath or a narcissist, their close family members could see what they couldn't see and they saw huge red flags. They're not clouded by chemistry so they can do this. Now, this is not about getting your friend's approval because that can get you into trouble. Friends don't. Some friends don't have your best intentions at heart. Maybe they want you to be single. But this is about if everyone is saying something very similar about someone and seeing these red flags, be curious about what it is they're seeing and don't just shut it down. Like I said in, I think it was Dear John, the, the miniseries, if she'd have listened, she would have saved herself a freaking world full of pain. And, you know, we do have blind spots. So people you trust, and, you know, it's another way of working with a, a coach can help you because they really are objective and they're there with your best intentions at heart. So you can see how it's quite complex and you might want to listen to this again and again. You might even want to contact me to see how I can help you with this because like I say my stepping into love program is something that I do a deep dive in and it will change your patterns and change change everything right and probably you know most of the clients that have worked through that have said it's the best money they've ever ever spent but I know not everyone has the money to do that that's why I do the podcast for free work through the steps you know, I, I do have the online programs like How to Love Yourself where you work through weekly to, to build that relationship up with yourself, even how to choose the best match for you. takes you through a really great process with the tools and, and templates so you have what you need to get the relationship you want. Because, you know, I've been doing this for so long because I'm so passionate about you all having that wonderful, healthy relationship that you really desire. You're not given that desire without the ability to fulfill it. So instead of falling into love without any thought, these steps allow you to step into love with a person who can see, hear, and finally give you the relationship you want. Now, you may still feel attracted to people who aren't good for us. And, you know, what you want to do when that happens is recognise the signs before you get blinded by chemistry or, you know, any of those other biological predictors, the thrill of the chase, the intermittent rewards, you know, all of those things, you have something so you can recognise it so you don't waste any more time on the wrong person. Now, I think this week's podcast is way longer than what it normally is, but I really wanted to share this with you because I, 
I love getting the emails from people who follow the steps and are just in the relationship they want or past coaching clients. And I know this can be you. So whatever you're doing today, I hope it puts a smile on your face. And thank you for listening. Bye for now.